Hey there, and welcome into the Daily Dynasty Show podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Smith, and today we've got a big episode for you. So we're doing our Missing Point segment from Week 14. Not only that, we're doing our Dynasty QBs. You should be looking to go after this offseason, Part 3, and much more. You won't want to miss a thing. Let's go. then and how are we doing on this tuesday december 12th of 2023 i hope everybody is doing good i hope everybody is doing fine and before we get too deep into this big episode that we've got for you let's give a quick shout out to today's sponsor game blazers game blazers is a brand new way to play fantasy football game blazers enables players to truly own their gaming experience and put their knowledge to the test by becoming the owner gm and coach Game Blazers offers a captivating pack opening experience, create a franchise pass mechanism on platform marketplace and so much more. You can either click the links of any of our bios, Daily Dynasty Show on TikTok, Daily Dynasty Show on Instagram, at the DD Show 3 over on Twitter, the little Game Blazers link there, or you can just go to GameBlazers.com after creating your account and verifying yourself. Make sure you use our code DDS, capital D, capital D, capital S, DDS. And you'll not only get a free starter pack, but you'll also get a deposit match bonus of up to $250 in on-site Game Blazers credits. And Game Blazers is basically like ultimate team meets fantasy football. So thank you to Game Blazers. All right, so to start things off here, let's get into the news around the league. And you know, to be honest, there's not too much, but there is enough. So first thing here, the 49ers are the first team to officially clinch a playoff berth. Nice. Next up here... Giants second-year pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau has 12 sacks this year, definitely something that should be talked about more, and he's been talked about negatively a lot both in the offseason and the beginning of this season, but he's producing tremendously. It's time to give him his flowers. Next up here, UNC QB Drake May is declaring for the 2024 NFL Draft per Pete Thalmel and projected top five pick and debatably the best QB in the draft, Drake May. Definitely a good sign. Like I said in yesterday's podcast, we are going to see over the next couple of months these players declaring or deciding deciding to stay back, and Drake May was definitely a player I was severely hoping, and, and honestly, uh, was not going to be surprised about him declaring, and so I love Drake May. Obviously, Caleb Williams is next, but it's it's incredible to see. So last thing here before we get too far is we actually have some statements from Patrick Mahomes himself so we're going to let that play and this is his response to him uh, basically all that he had to say right after the game at the end of the game on Sunday about the referees this was his response obviously you don't want to react that way I just I mean I care man I love it I love I love this game I love my teammates and I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win um, but uh, obviously can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example. And uh, for for kids watching the game, so uh, that, that that was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. 
Yeah, you know, so it definitely seems like he's taking accountability there. You love to hear it from Patrick Mahomes, and he's right. You know, at the end of the day, definitely should not have acted that way. Shouldn't have acted that way overall, but definitely not to Josh Allen. You know, my whole thing when I was watching that too, and I think everybody else's was like, what does he care? He just got the way. He's not going to stand there and go, you know what? You're right. Yeah, let's overturn that. No, he's just, okay, yeah. Because you see him when that interaction's happening, Josh Allen just pats him on the chest as he's walking away. But yeah, yeah, okay. Last bit of thing here. Last, last bit of thing. Last bit of news here. Last thing here. What would you do as the GM of the Bears? Would you select Caleb Williams or Drake May number one overall and trade Justin Fields? Or would you keep Justin Fields and trade the first pick for a massive haul or draft capital? Hmm? Definitely let me know on Twitter or Daily Dynasty Show's Instagram. But alrighty, let's get into the highly coveted segment of the show, Missing Points. And week 14 did not disappoint with these missing points segment here. To start things off, Patrick Mahomes finished as the QB 18 on the week, but he could have finished as QB 12. And he missed out on the fact that Tony not only ruined the play of the year, but of course the game. All righty here, Devonta Smith missing out on 10.3 points against the Dallas Cowboys. Finishes the wide receiver 29, could have finished as the wide receiver 5. So he finishes with 10.3 points. Smith is on the list for the second week in a row. He was open in the end zone on a 33-yard touchdown, but the ball was just out of reach. Could have had a total of 20.6 points. Next up here was Mike Evans with nine points missed. Mike Evans could not get his second foot down in the end zone before his hand touched the out-of-bounds. Would have been a 20-yard touchdown. He finishes with only a point, but he could have had 10.8 points against the Falcons and could have finished as the wide receiver 29. Overall, though, not a good week regardless. You know, he finishes as the wide receiver 84, could have finished as the wide receiver 29. If you're watching that game, Falcons were posting a lot of double and sometimes triple coverage on Mike Evans. They were not going to let him get the ball in that game. Next up here was Cole Komet missing out on 8.4 points against the Lions. He finishes with 11.6 points as the tight end 10, but he could have finished as the tight end 3 with 20 points. He dropped what would have been a walk-in 14-yard touchdown. Uh, Hate to see it, but regardless, hey, Justin Fields and DJ Moore, if you had either one of those going into this playoff push, they got you. They got you there. Next up here was T. Higgins against the Colts. He missed out on eight points. He finished with wide receiver 32, but he could have finished as the wide receiver 11. T. had a 10-yard touchdown called back by offensive pass interference. And, uh, yeah, so nine points, but he could have had 17.2 points. Unfortunate. Tony Pollard against the Eagles missed out on 7.8 points. RB12 could have finished as the RB4. So a 17-yard run called back by penalty and was down at the one on a carry later. Daddle came in and scored eventually, but Tony Pollard finishes with 16.6 points, so you're not too disappointed, but he could have finished with 24.4 points. Next up here was Bijan Robinson, missing out on 7.2 points, finishes as the RB7 with 19.8 points, but he could have finished as the RB1. Wide open on an easy two-yard touchdown, but Ritter threw it over his head, uh, you hate to see it against the Saints. Could have finished with 27 points as the RB1. That's wild. Zach Moss misses on seven points against the Bengals. 
Had a 10-yard rush touchdown called back by a holding penalty. Finishes at the RB23, but he could have finished as the RB12. Finishes with 19.6 points, but he could have had 16.6. And last but definitely not least is Kyron Williams, missing out on 6.1 points against the Baltimore Ravens. Finishes as the RB14, but he could have finished as the RB7 with 20.4 points. But alas, he only walks away with 14.3 points as he was down just short of the goal line on a carry. Still continues uh, to ball out, though, and be the workhorse in L.A. Absolutely love to see it. And that is all of the missing points. But if you would like to see more missing points, Steve Rippey is the one who creates these over on Fantasy Guides Instagram. Me and him have a partnership here on this show. Definitely shout out to Fantasy Guide Steve Rippey over on Instagram. And look, congratulations. Something I forgot to say at the top of the show, we made it. You know, this is week 14. It's over. We're going into week 15. You woke up this morning and you either woke up ecstatic that you made the playoffs or you woke up sad that you missed the playoffs but regardless we woke up today and that is the victory in and of itself but either way week 15 is here the playoffs are upon us let me know definitely leave a review on this podcast and at the end of the written review let me know if you made it into your playoffs this year or not and uh but yeah i think out of um most of the leagues that I'm in, we made the playoffs. There were a couple where I was like the third or fourth highest scorer in the league, but I missed the playoffs. Those are always heartbreaking. I would rather just suck and miss the playoffs than be the second or third highest scoring team in the league and still miss the playoffs. Those are the ones that's hurts because you can go back and you can see like, dang, I had too many injuries. Dang, the bye weeks piled up. You know, one thing after another. Just, you know, sometimes that's the thing about fantasy football is luck does play a portion of it. Like, you, all the knowledge in the world helps, obviously, because you're able to make calculated risks and valuations and whatnot. And all those things are definitely, if you can get the top notch of all of that, it's definitely going to help push the luck in your favor. But at the end of the day, if everybody on your team breaks their leg and there's about three players on the waiver wire worth anything, well, you're going to lose. I mean, it just it is what it is. And... Data, right, cannot help you predict that, you know, a player is going to break their leg in week seven. So here we go. This next part of the show here is something that I like to call the dynasty players. You know, basically, it's just the dynasty players that we're, we're looking early. And the segment that we're doing in this episode is going to be the QBs. So dynasty QBs, you need to be looking to trade for this offseason. If you want to hear part one and part two, the deep dives into that, we did that last week's episodes and of course this is tier based so we have tier one tier two and tier three and let me just give you guys the breakdown of those tiers so if you weren't able to catch last week's episodes tier one are those guys that still could be for sale in dynasty due to uncertainty around that player's team injury concerns small sample size what have you but it's held in high regards under the three dynasty untradeable qbs jalen hurts josh allen and patrick mahomes those three you're not going to get them in Dynasty unless you give up your soul. Tier 2 are the guys that have shown promise, have a bright future, but aren't quite solidified as 100% Dynasty trustworthy QBs. You just have to have faith in. And Tier 3 are going to go going to be those bridge QBs, those one-year-away guys trying to get to 2025. All right, so if you missed it, of course, last week 
we had in tier one, we had Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. In tier two, we had Kyler Murray and Brock Purdy. And in tier three, we had Justin Fields and Matthew Stafford. So today, starting in tier one, we are going with C.J. Stroud. Now, I know what you're thinking. How is C.J. Stroud in this tier one of guys? Well, let me tell you, not only is he QB7 on the year, with three of those games this season, by the way, being outside QB20, but he's QB7. Right now, he's got 3,631 passing yards, 20 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, 143 rushing yards with three rushing touchdowns, 23 total touchdowns, and five interceptions. This guy has been absolutely killing it this year. And when you look at his game logs, starting with week one, it's QB 22, 13, 12, 10, 17, 12, bye week 23, 1, 9, 13, 4, 15, 30. Of course, he had he went out against the Jets with a concussion. But regardless, C.J. Stroud has officially placed himself in that tier one of guys, you know, underneath, of course, the untradeable guys and slightly underneath, you know, Lamar Jackson and them. But C.J. Stroud is still there, and I know this. Because going into this offseason, when the trades open back up, you're not going to be able to get C.J. Stroud for just a first, right? Unless there's that player in your league who, you know, desperately wants uh, maybe a top 25 pick. These players are, of course, players in this segment. The reason that we've done this is for those fantasy managers who do not have a top three draft pick in the 2024 draft. So if you don't have a top three pick to go get Caleb Williams or Drake May, then going to get C.J. Stroud is going to require you to give the best that you can draft pick-wise and a player. That, that's where we're going with, with C.J. Stroud. He's put himself in that, in that conversation. And the fact that the Texans are going to be able to build around him in the offseason, we've got incredible names in free agency wide receiver-wise to pair with Nico and Tank Dell. You've got guys like T. Higgins, Brennan Ayuk, Jerry Judy, along with the plethora of running backs that are going to be there possibly, you know, we've got Saquon Barkley, we've got Josh Jacobs, and other names that are going to be in free agency. This is going to be a pretty big free agency, and not to mention, there are some okay running backs that are actually declaring uh, in this draft uh, coming up, but regardless, Texans have a lot of ability, especially with the picks that they still have from the Deshaun Watson trade, one of the worst in NFL history to help build around C.J. Stroud, especially to beef up the O-line. This is going to be a team, especially in year two for C.J. Stroud, where he is absolutely going to take that leap. And he's a guy I am okay putting and will be okay trading for in this first tier and a guy that I definitely am fine getting. So in tier two, we're going to go Sam Howell. I love Sam Howell. Sam Howell is a guy that with Eric Bieniemy behind him, is a guy I absolutely love going into the future. So Sam Howell this year currently sits as the QB6, and they just had their bye week. But when you look at his log, QB11, QB14, QB32, QB13, QB5, 8, 23, 1, 10, 4, 10, 10, 9. And like I said, currently sitting as the QB6 on the year with over 3,400 passing yards, 18 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions, a little high there, but 243 rushing yards with five rushing touchdowns. So 23 overall uh, total touchdowns and 14 interceptions. And again, currently sitting as the QB6 and with a play caller like Eric Bieniemy behind him, we know that there's going to be new coaching staff going into next season. We heard, if you guys were listening to one of our shows last week, we said that the report came out that Washington is – 
fully intending to stay behind Sam Howell going into this offseason and help building around Sam Howell even further. That they believe that they have found their guy in Sam Howell. And the reason he's in Tier 2, honestly, for us, we don't have that promise. We don't have that guarantee with him. This is just somebody I have faith in going forward just due to the things that I can put the pieces together. Eric B. Enemy, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson coming and showing out. I mean, Brian Robinson has been a good gym this year as well. And not only that, the fact that the organization wants to move forward with Sam Howell, believing that they have found their guy, is absolutely, absolutely incredible. So Sam Howell is a guy to me that I definitely am okay trading a first-round pick for. If I've got 105, 106 and below, I'm 100% okay trading that pick away for Sam Howell or a 25 first. Regardless, I'm 100%, 100% comfortable going after Sam Howell. And here in Tier 3, we're going Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield is a guy who currently sits as the QB 15 on the year. And when you look at his log, QB 13, QB 18, QB 25, 7, bye week, 26, 11, 10, 7, 10, 22, 16, 19, and this past week against Atlanta, 14 to 29 with 144 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions. They get the win. They're currently in the race for the playoffs. They currently lead their division for a playoff spot. And like I said, he finishes QB 12 on the week against Atlanta. Baker Mayfield is playing good enough that I can see him getting a two-year deal, possibly three-year deal, but two-year deal, either with Tampa Bay or with another team. Now, what all that we hear from the locker room and and from this team on the inside is that these players and this staff love Baker Mayfield. So with the way that he's played this season, it leads me to believe that he could possibly secure a two-year deal in Tampa or somewhere else. But either way, he's not going to cost you a lot of money. So he's not going to cost you a lot. And of course, this is your bridge QB. This is I've already got that Justin Herbert. I've already got Jalen Hurts. I've already got Kyler Murray. I've already got somebody as my QB1. I just need somebody to hold me over in my super flex until 2025 where I believe I'm going to have better picks. Whatever it is, that's the point of Tier 3. And I definitely believe wholeheartedly that Baker Mayfield could be your guy in that regard. So let's just go over it. Today, we had C.J. Stroud... Sam Howell, and Baker Mayfield. And so far, if, again, if you want the deep dives, just make sure you go listen to last week's podcasts. We had in Tier 1, Justin Herbert. Overall, the past three that we've selected is Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud in Tier 1. Tier 2 is Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, and Kyler Murray. And Tier 3 is Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, and Baker Mayfield. Now, of course, the next episode that we have this week is going to be part four of this, which is going to be our last part before the year ends on QBs. We're going to try to hit running backs and wide receivers before the year ends. And these lists are always fluid. The tiers stay the same in their meanings, but the lists themselves, obviously, with different news that comes out, these lists will always be fluid. <laughs> Here is an updated top 10 picks for the NFL as the Bears currently have a massive stronghold on that number one overall pick. So from one to 10, it currently looks like this. The Bears have the Carolina first overall pick. So it's Bears, New England at 102, Arizona at 103, Washington at 104, Chicago again at 105, Las Vegas at 106, the Jets at 107, 
Giants at 108, Tennessee at 109, and the Chargers at 110. So there is an updated list of your top 10. And again, it's Bears 1, Patriots, Arizona, Washington, Chicago, Las Vegas 6, Jets, Giants, Tennessee, and the Chargers 10. So with the Bears having two top five picks as of right now, Again, it's it's just really hard to believe and, and for me to say that they won't trade away Justin Fields to go get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Now, we do know that DJ Moore and Justin Fields are friends, but again, Justin Fields just has, hasn't proven in this Matt Eberflus, uh, you know system that this is the guy that they want. Now, he did have an incredible game previously against the Lions, and again, like I said yesterday, if they somehow find a way to win out and make it into the playoffs at that point is when I would say okay maybe maybe they've got their guy in Justin Fields but it's gonna it's gonna be so hard for that to happen and I don't know if it does happen but if it does and they decide to keep Justin Fields you have to get I don't care you have to get with one of those two top five picks Marvin Harrison Jr. and with the other pick you've got to get the best O-lineman available that's what I would do if I'm keeping Justin Fields and that's Oh, such a tall task. But alrighty, that is going to do it for today's episode. I know it was a little shorter than most, but you're not going to want to miss our next episode as we do a Thursday night football preview, Dynasty QBs to trade for part four. And we're going to have a little something extra as we're doing a 12 days of Christmas giveaway. You're not going to want to miss that. But again, make sure you leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, because I want to start reading those here soon on the podcast. Write a review, leave it for us. And until the next one, see you. (laughs) 